wish to melt. First, 2017, I walked on slippery and reflective pavements. There had been an afternoon shower from clouds that were grim, shrouding the city from sunlight. At 8 p.m., I walked the streets in a cold bit at my legs. My hands were stuffed into my coat pockets, filled with pieces of tissue, a wrapper, and an empty cigarette packet that had been there for... well, I can't remember. The familiar feel of the packet and its foil became a habit for me. The occasional bursts of the wind forced me to rest my chin and mouth inside my coat top. I pointed my eyes to the echoing floor, avoiding the wind and the people, of course. The city's neon lights beamed from every building. I averted my eyes like a broken moth and remained looking down. Lights melted and swam on the wet tarmac, their words becoming a new, like an animated Arabic alphabet, waiting to be deciphered. I changed the speed of my walking to see the liquid colors move in discord and then harmony. I walked and stopped for a while, enjoying the lights, until a woman broke the light show as she lay on the floor ahead of me. Her bare feet entered my sight before I heard her mutter and shiver. My foot fell adjacent to the homeless woman and I fell forward on the slick floor. My chin left my jacket and crashed down on the floor. I lay there. The woman did not flinch as I fell and lay with me, looking back at me with wet, 
eyes. The shock wore off and the cold floor on my face started to seep into my neck. I stood, slightly, embarrassed that the whiskey was showing itself. I did not feel drunk. I felt weak. Too weak to care. Wiping some wet dirt off my face and walking away, I heard the woman giggle. So, you ready to party, big man? No, I'm good. Come on, I've got some tonight. Okay, Mr. Sober. I put the phone down. Haha, Mr. Sober. If only I weren't on my way to a bar for another night. Crazy. Sin! Listen, sinners! Another crazy. Repent! Repent! A real quiet bar, with enough people to make you feel you are in company, but not so many that you feel alone. I spent the rest of my way looking up and straight through the people passing me. Fuck you, I said to everyone passing me, under my breath. Then turning a corner I reached the bar I found last week and had visited every day since. The bar sat between a restaurant on its right and another bar on its left. It shared the building and occupied the smallest amount of space possible. Both the bar and the restaurant's front faced away, as if shunning this little haven. The bar had no name, or sign, but the dim lights radiated a warm light from the small, empty windows. The only sign I needed. I headed through the small red door and ducked as a wooden beam hung low at the entrance. A strange doorway for one that is frequently visited by drunks. Well, it explained why I had seen no security here. The door behind me shut. I took a breath that was a third musk, fire, then beer. I walked towards a bar empty on both sides. I passed a woman, sat in the center of the room facing the wall. As I walked closer to the bar, I noticed she sat with a wine glass full of beer. The scrawniness of her body, visible from her misshapen shoulders, her tired hair barely left an imprint upon them. I looked away and let bottles which radiated the overhead lights catch my attention. I'm back! I'm back! A gnome-like man appeared with a beaming smile and came running to stand opposite me. His skin pasty white, a little dark discoloration over his bottom teeth. Yes, I did record my trip. After that phone call recording with Herman, I knew I had to record every everything. What hid in the day-to-day? 
This one is on the house for my lateness. Don't tell the boss. Thanks. Keep kidding. I, I am the boss. boss. I laughed sarcastically and just wanted to punch him in his bald head. Maybe the sleepless nights were adding up. The coffee, the wine, the whiskey, the obsession, the overwhelming feeling of something. And that is it. Something at the tip of my tongue that grabs and pulls at it when I try to speak of it. Even thinks of it. I am losing my... I walked away from the bar. Looking at the woman drinking beer in a wine glass. She did not stare at the wall, but read a book. Her eyes moving at such a speed that my heart began to catch up and move with them. Scared that her eyes would bulge, spew their flesh on the page of what she read. A fat cat sat on the floor in the corner adjacent to the front window and door. A cat could put a smile on my face. I took my seat. I drank half of my beer when I realized I had been sat there, thinking of nothing, not a single thought for... I don't know how long. And then as sudden as the realization, thoughts of that night with Herman, the voices I cannot remember, but I can hear it, I take out my earphones to listen again. Did you listen to it? Yeah. And? Like I said, TV or something. No, no I've listened to it again and again. Even isolated some of the sounds, and it- And it is what? A ghost? A demon? The ghost of Christmas past? Peeves? It could be- Don't be a fucking idiot, man. Really? The supernatural? Well? You belong in the dark ages with those- I press play, but the bar's front door opens, and the chatter of a crowd distracts me. Until it is no longer a distraction, but a noise that I cannot ignore. Men and women pour in, all in dresses and suits. I sit there in my plaid shirt with a gravy stain here and there. The bar could fit 20 people, but not 32, especially with the way they kept their distance from me, but seemed comfortable with the woman drinking beer from a wine glass. Maybe it was because she had stopped reading. I'd left half of my beer to go for a smoke outside. On the way, I caught the bartender's eyes and looked towards my beer to let him know. I smoked, focusing on nothing on the cigarette, my progress with it. I headed back inside, ducked and walked to my seat. The fat ginger cat sat beneath the seat, like a protector. I sat watching the crowd for a while, waiting for someone to walk in and hit the wooden beam. No luck. I finished my beer and grabbed for my phone to check the time. Nowhere in my jacket. I did not see it on the table or surrounding floor either. I moved to the bar and the gnome bartender gave me that same giant, pearly smile. What can I get you? 
Have you seen a phone lying around by any chance? What sort of phone are you looking for? Apple. iPhone. It's red. I picked it up while doing me rounds. Should be more careful, lad. Can I get you another pint? I take my phone, turn on the recorder, and I take my beer back, trying not to spill it as I traverse through the crowd that was unaware of their surroundings, particularly of me. There were men and women stepping backwards and onto me. Some of them just would not move, and I had to squeeze through and return to my corner. Sitting down, I looked at the mass intrusion. My eyes lose their focus, and I tune in to the sound of the crowd. party of 30 and the woman drinking beer in a wine glass all turned in complete synchronicity towards the sound of the breaking glass somewhere opposite me. They spent a few seconds frozen looking in the same direction. I could not see the bartender anywhere. The cat meows beneath me. Again their heads turn as one and stare, not at the cat, but they look at me, dead in my eyes. I go blank, and then after what felt like hours of searching for words, I finally spoke and could only muster the word, what, as soon as I spoke, in unison, they moved back to their conversations and the senseless noise returned. I stood, pushing through the crowd to the toilet and began to splash water over my face. Too scared to leave, I had a smoke in the cubicle with the window open. On my fourth cigarette, the cold had me shivering, and I had to face the crowd. I moved back into the bar and towards the door. The crowd were back to their usual self. I reached the door and realized I left my jacket on my chair. I looked back to spot it. The woman drinking beer in a wine glass stares at me, as she did before and the crowd did. Then, her eyes start to move and bulge just like they did as she read. I couldn't take it. I ran out of there. Come on, Eli. Get it together. I get a couple of blocks away and I fell apart for a few moments. I scramble for my phone in my pocket. My fingers and arms already numbing with cold, my mind numb from the gaze of the woman in the bar. The recording matched the memory. I noticed the recording before today had all been erased. A rush of joy and fear toiled. I was not mad, no, but the world is mad. I put my phone into my pocket and looked up at the street. The homeless woman who lay on the floor earlier now stood an inch away, looking up at me with a toothless smile and soiled hair. She was about to speak. I could hear the spit in her mouth from her tongue readying words that I did not want to hear. So I ran and I did not stop. 
city. No direction. So much to run from. My feet slapped across the changing pavements. I focused on the sound, and then soon the pain as I fell, running into people, cars, bins, walls. I did not look ahead with rational vision, but just moved ahead and moved. Lights and sounds moved like raindrops on a car window. My run felt like a dance in the array of sounds and color flowing all around me until I somehow find myself side alleys. Endlessly. Noises of the city are distant here. I run, I run, I run. Then it begins. I close my eyes and I slip gently but terribly deep. The sensation of descending is consuming. Standing in high grass with dew falling to my bare legs, everything is falling. I feel dampness. The wind falls like rain, gentle rain. The soil, somewhere deep, crumbles and snares body. Yet here I stand. I inhale iciness and feel an abyssal thrum meander towards me, as if a great snake lingers in a fathomless subterrain. I sink, or simply a feeling. We feel the fathomless. We fail to see it, to see darkness. I look at the sky. The strange constellations do not change. The gods burn with colossal light. I, a dust mote falling at night, my god sleeps and her kin hides. A pale face shrouded in silver's clouds. As I stand in this strange world that pulls its silken curtain, only a little. Yes, I am only permitted to see a little. No, I'm not given permission. This is my own permission. The great gods in the sky that burn are gaseous giants that do not care for permissions. They do not care as we do, so they explode in beauty and paint the cosmos while I feel the rain and hear creatures making gentle sounds. Maybe it is a sensation of everything around me falling where I stand still in a field that is very much alive, with wind falling all around me like rain it comes from above. There are creatures making gentle sounds. All of this at the edge of a forest that produces no sound. There is everything here in the high grass. Everything that is falling but for me. The wind does not seem to affect its leaves. I feel things louder now, see the grass sharper, the cold deeper, and wind faster. Whatever scuttles in the grass is more rapid now as I look into the forest between its trunks on its fringe into the deeper black. I start walking. My toes grip around the wet earth. Everything feels... The texture of the world revealing itself. I walk, I walk, I walk, I walk, I walk, I walk. The wind feels.
feels if it has calmed, but it sounds the same. The mud beneath my feet harder. I am in the forest, the great forest. I am within. I stand watching myself walk in the forest. I see myself walk into the dark. I see myself join the darkness, see myself blend and merge into the dark. I feel the gaps between the trees. I feel nothing as nothing but me passes through the forest. Am I nothing or is nothing now me? Is the darkness really nothing or does something, many things, walk among what I see as nothing? I stand in two places, the edge of the forest where I looked upon in wonder and also inside of it. The hot and cold feeling rushing, jumping, but blinding. I feel the split. Me that stands aware outside, lost to me, curious and walking in the forest until they are split. I am in control. I am in control. I am in the forest. I am no longer watching outside. There is only me in the forest and no me outside. I feel the gaps between the trees, an infinitude of paths. I hear a faint noise. To call it a noise, to name, is louder than the sound itself, undetectable if not for the absolute silence of the forest. I walk towards the noise. Instinct guides me. I think of when it guided me before, when my thought would not hold to my memory for more than a couple of seconds. The silhouettes of the trees lighter than the dark. I see the gradient black inside of the forest. I hear the sound that is merely a sound, and the gradients begin to shift. The trees shifting into the darkness of the forest paths. The hard floor now feels like that of the tiles of a mansion floor. Before I place the mansion in my memory, the sound that is not a sound is louder than my thoughts. The doors to the mansion have been shut. I am in a state of mental paralysis, addicted to the sound or overcome by it. I cannot tell, but I walk. There is no measure of things where there is largely nothing. Subjectivity takes hold, and everything has a life of its own, outside of the laws, how things show is around each other. This noise does not know everything, it knows nothing, it is anti-sound, and it empowers itself with its nothingness, and increases its volume. I start to run, to feel the hardwood slap against my feet, to hear the sound of myself, to hear, to rid myself of the anti-sound, to tell the inhabitants of nothing that I am here. Big moon, big moon, where are you? I run. I do not know for how long. I run. My lungs rejuvenated with the cold, still air. The anti-sound grows to a climax. I feel its reach. A tree stands before me. I close my eyes as a radiant force pulses from the giant. I opened my eyes. I took a quick breath. They remained shut as cold air filled me. A feeling of light touched my lips and then tongue 
Like a snake, it ran down my throat. I felt pure energy wash inside of me. I cried. My lips were moist from falling tears. I opened my eyes, pure white, infinite white all around my hovering body, and I fell. I fell. The air moved powerfully against me, forcing me to close my eyes. The next breath I took was filthy with the musk of an infected creature. My throat pulsed and then I threw up in some back street of the city. It was dim and cold, a coldness that would make you count every step you were closer to your warm home. I would not feel that warmness again, or home. Not here. Thank you for listening to Hinterland, written and directed by Salman Shafi, with Pierce Nahigan as Eli, Matt Lonzi as Herman, original music by Louis Palfrey, produced by Emma Sugar. Eli's journey is not over. Until Hinterland's next release, visit hinterlandnow.com to discover more, find clues and memories of his journey through distortion.